Are you also tired of one-size-fits-all weight loss plans? Meet Noom, the personalized solution that meets you where you are. Noom is able to understand your unique needs, from dietary restrictions to medical concerns. Unlike restrictive programs, Noom embraces your lifestyle and choices. Discover a sustainable approach to weight loss, tailored just for you. Honestly, Noom felt like it was made for me. It's not just about what I eat. It's about understanding why. With Noom, I've learned so much about myself and built healthier habits that stick. It's all about progress, not perfection. Say goodbye to restrictive diets and experience the Noom app for yourself with personalized lessons and expert coaching. Noom's psychology and biology-based approach has helped over 5.2 million people achieve their goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Star Wars 7x7, episode 427. Today's special bonus extended episode in honor of Force Friday. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Amy Rackliff from Full of Sith, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and it is Force Friday, September 4th, 2015. And I guess you and I have been in the know in a way that a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of people have not been. Because I can't tell you how many times in the last couple of days I have mentioned Force Friday to someone, whether in person or via email or via social media accounts, and have been met with the response, what's Force Friday? Or is there a new Star Wars movie coming out? Yes, there are people who are not even aware that a new Star Wars movie is coming out, which seems impossible to believe, I'm sure. I'm sure you're having as hard a time wrapping your head around that as I am. But it is, in fact, the case. And I went to a Force Friday event, and I guess you would say this evening, last evening, last night. I'm recording this at 5 in the morning Eastern time, on Force Friday, and I went to the event opening at 12.01 a.m. Eastern at the Toys R Us in Concord, New Hampshire, and did a live stream of it. And the live stream is available for you to watch on video. We'll have it embedded at the blog post for this show's episode at sw7x7.com if you're interested. It goes on for about an hour and a half. It's about a half hour in front of the Toys R Us location before we were let in, and about an hour going through the aisles and uh, checking out all of the awesome new toys that debuted, uh, including regular toys and Legos and learning toys and games, and some conversations with some of the people who were actually out there that night, as well as some of the Toys R Us staff who were very excited to be welcoming everybody into the store, even for one brief shining hour (laughs) in the middle of the night on Force Friday. Now, as it turns out, I didn't have much of a choice in where I celebrated Force Friday unless I really wanted to go on a very long drive. <laughs> According to the websites for Walmart and Target and Toys R Us, at least as far as I could operate them, uh, within 50-plus miles of me, there were only three events happening. None of them at a Target. In fact, none of them in New Hampshire at a Target, as far as I can tell. The nearest ones were in Maine and Massachusetts. So, yeah, I don't think New Hampshire was uh, having a Target event, which is unfortunate, to say the least. And Walmart had two in different sides of the state, 
and Toys R Us had one. Now, that meant basically I got to choose between Walmart and Target. And I'll tell you, I chose, or <laughs> Walmart and Target, did I just say that? Sorry, the lateness of the hour and not sleeping. My apologies. I had to choose between Walmart and Toys R Us. And so ultimately, I went with Toys R Us. And the reason why I did that is because Walmart didn't really exist, at least not, I mean, if it existed in some corner of the world when I was a kid, then I didn't know about it. I used to go to the Toys R Us in Panorama City, California. And there I would go immediately, I would make a beeline to the back of the store because that's where all the Star Wars figures and vehicles and playsets were. One aisle, one wall that had them all, and it didn't matter whether I had the figures and the vehicles or not. I was always interested in looking at them in the store. I just, I can't even begin to describe it. When you don't have Star Wars to watch on a TV, (laughs) and you don't really have it to listen to on the radio either, even though the radio dramas were awesome when they were out, um, yeah, you, you play. You take the figures and the vehicles and you make it your own. And if I happen to be out at a toy store, well, then that's where the toys were. So that's where I was going. So in honor of Toys R Us's contribution to the joy of my childhood, I went to their location in Concord, New Hampshire for Force Friday. And only about uh, 30 or so people actually showed up at that particular Location, and I talked to somebody who went into the Walmart prior to coming over to the Toys R Us who said that that Walmart did not have a very good selection of stuff for The Force Awakens and that uh, he found it was a lot better over at Toys R Us, even after he had shown up 15 minutes late and a lot of people had already been through the aisles. They were told by Toys R Us personnel that they could not do more than three of any particular item. So things were not what you would call sold out really quick. There was no real rush on anything, but there were a lot of things that didn't actually make it there. And there was a poster they handed out that showed things like Poe Dameron's black X-Wing fighter that I would really been hoping to see there and didn't and looked at the poster later and it says coming later this fall. So that wasn't even going to be available on Force Friday, unfortunately. And a few other things too. Also got this great little, uh, I guess, limited run Toys R Us slash Star Wars poster with Kylo Ren in the very familiar action pose that you've probably seen 1,800 movie heroes do. The one that like jumps out in my mind is uh, the one from, I think it's Iron Man 2, when Scarlett Johansson has her first appearance as Black Widow, and she has the long curly hair, and she does you know the crazy jump around somebody's neck to attack him and knock him out, and she like lands down on the ground with you know one leg straight out to the side and the other leg in front of her with her knee bent and one hand on the ground, and it looks like this, you know, Amazing action pose. Uh, Well, that's the Kylo Ren pose, except in his free hand that he's got flying behind him, it's, of course, his tribulated lightsaber. But I'm getting slightly ahead of myself. (laughs) So the, uh, the line of 30 people or so outside was not very raucous. I've seen pictures and looking at the Force Friday feed on Twitter, specifically the hashtag Force Friday being used for all the photo sharing and whatnot. I've seen places where lines went around the corner and, uh, yeah, like nuts are people saying that they were in line for a half hour and still hadn't gotten in and after the, uh, the doors opened, of course. And not really the case in Concord, New Hampshire. So as much as I <laughs> fear asking this, uh, you know, hey, if you're out there and you want to come to another Force Friday event the next time something like this happens... <laughs> Uh, then by all means, come up to Concord, New Hampshire. You might have an easier wait time. But anyway, yeah, all quiet. Uh, Generally people uh, calm and uh, milling about and happy to talk to. I talked to this one gentleman, Rick, who had a uh, a neat little story to share. 
mm-hmm. that I hadn't done this since uh, 98 or 99 mm-hmm. when episode one came out. Um, I'm not so big into collecting the toys anymore, but this new movie, I might actually start picking some stuff up again. So yeah, yeah just here for the for the whole experience. I think I had the same feeling as you actually when I when Force uh, no when Phantom Menace came out. I had a moment where I thought mm, I don't know, and then yeah. I just I walked into the store one night and they were all there, and I that was it. Yep. So it's every action figure, every. Yep. I yep. Remember, yeah, myself, I went there with like tw- I was only going to spend like twenty bucks, mm-hmm. and I ended up having like two baskets full of the figures. I'm like, I got, might as well, might as well, might as well grab this, grab this, and this. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff now kind of still sits in storage, but great memories. Awesome. Great Thank you very much. No problem. My pleasure. Appreciate it. Yeah, that was definitely a story I could identify with. Specifically, I was in Tampa, Florida when my buying spree happened. I just broke down. I, I was on a business trip. I was there for two weeks and alone with uh, no other people from my company, no family at the time. And uh, yeah, I just I needed something to do. It was raining to beat the band nonstop and Ugh, so I just wound up in a store thinking I would just check it out and kill a little time like I used to do. And what do you know, every action figure from The Phantom Menace and all the other little mini vehicles that I could fit in my suitcase, the big ones wouldn't fit, so no pod racers, no Naboo Starfighters or anything like that. But, uh, eh. And I still have a few of them running around, just like, uh, just like Rick does, too. But, yeah, this is a, it's a cyclical thing, I guess. For some of us who, you know, we got some of the uh, the toys back in the 70s and 80s and then, you know, we fell by the wayside with it. And then when the new trilogy came, we kind of lit up a little bit again and then fell off. And now we got a new trilogy again and we're going to light up again. And that's exactly what happened. I just saw a, a funny tweet from Matt Martin with Lucasfilm who said he's uh, getting ready to overdraw his bank account thanks to Force Friday. And, uh... Yeah, I, <laughs> again, I know the feeling too. Uh, it was very difficult to uh, to keep it under a hundred dollars, and I'm very lucky to have um, gotten gotten as much as I did, hundred and two. But <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, close but not quite. But <laughs> I'm still very happy, and I have a nephew named Finn by um, some strange coincidence. So I've got him a little Finn action figure, which is uh, really fun. Also got Ray and Captain Phasma and a Flame Trooper and Poe and also got the new Elite Speeder Bike as well as the First Order Snow Speeder and a Kylo Ren lightsaber. So it was a pretty nice evening, I would say, all things considered. Now, some things, of course, as I mentioned earlier, are not available and also apparently not even intended to be available on Force Friday, but that didn't stop some people. I talked to a guy named Kyle who was the first in line at the store last night, and he was wearing a Cantina Band shirt, like Rock Band, but instead with the uh, with the Cantina Band, of course, from Star Wars: A New Hope, on it. And he talked about how he had been looking for the BB-8, which they did not get. The one, the remote control one by Sphero, that was the talk of the town, and that was the one they debuted on Good Morning America in New York City as part of the global unboxing. And this guy, Kyle, actually told me that he got rid of his Windows phone, his Windows-based cell phone, and got a Galaxy, a Samsung Galaxy, just so that he would be able to download the app where he could control the Sphero BB-8 remote control robot that was pretty cool droid i guess i need to call it a droid because they are now advertising it with this is the droid you're looking for <laughs> so um that was pretty dedicated 
And also speaking of dedicated, I managed to talk for a few moments with some of the team at Toys R Us that pulled the event together. How excited have you guys been? Do you mind if I put you on camera? Is that all right? I'm okay with that. Awesome. All right, so hi, I'm Alan. You're hi, Kira. Kira. And you are? I'm Taylor. I don't Taylor. wear a name. Jerry. Hi, Jerry. Um, so I have all three of you, so I'll be just whipping whoever wants to answer. But So how long have you been preparing for this internally? I have been preparing because this is my department. Yeah. So I have been preparing for a couple months. We had the countdown, mm -hmm. and then we just got info. And then today we all executed as a team. Wonderful. Congratulations. Our span between closing and open. So yeah. were the boxes basically just sitting somewhere in, in here and everybody was just going... Yep. You didn't really get a lot until right before. Until right before, really? So like the delivery trucks actually showed up more or less like at closing time? No, they come on schedule, Roughly. but it's not guaranteed mm -hmm. anything comes on. We don't know. Mm -hmm. Got it. Yeah. And it turns out that Kira, uh, she was the other female voice who was not the gal Taylor who had said she wasn't wearing a name tag and said she was, it was her department she was setting up. Kira told us a really interesting story about how Star Wars, even though it's not her fandom, how she's been intrigued by it because of an AP English class that she took where Star Wars was deeply integrated into the course material. I never jumped in on it when I was younger. I've watched four, five, and six. We studied them in my AP English class. Oh, nice. To, like, watch and study for all the different archetypes of the hero's journey. Right. So, like, the mentor that has to leave so that the hero can can't finish his journey, the concept of good and evil, mm -hmm. you know, there's a little bit of good in the evil with, you know, Darth Vader is some human but mostly machine, whereas Luke is mostly human with some machine, the mm -hmm. light, the dark concept, it was really cool. That sounds excellent. It was excellent. all very cool studying all the different uh, archetypes. And that was a high school English class, AP English? Yeah, I think it was my senior year, AP English. That is an awesome teacher who needs um, some serious gratitude. Oh, it was wicked cool. <laughs> it was very cool. Now tell me if that isn't a class you could have gotten behind in high school. I mean, I liked English well enough, but man, oh man, if that had been part of the AP course curriculum, I would have been all over that. And I have to say that everybody in that Toys R Us store for Force Friday was absolutely wonderful. Smiles on their faces, great attitudes. I mean, how could you not? <laughs> it's a huge Star Wars event. But without a doubt, that was the you know the friendliest experience just in general. And I talked with another another person, Andrew, on their team who helped pull this off and got a little behind the scenes glimpse for what it took to pull it together in the last minute. Tough getting ready. We only had two hours to do everything, but uh, we did it. Yeah. Everything up. It How many great. people did you have here to pull it all together? Six people. Six people. All yeah. right. Yeah. So. No, it is a lot to put together because all the signs and all the stuff outside. Did we you have like the, we had uh, to build everything, put it all up, put mm -hmm. all the graphics up, stock everything. Yeah. So the second we close, we're like, let's go. Awesome. So we did it. We feel good. We're tired, but we had a good time. <laughs> so. Well, thank you very yeah. much for Anytime. all this. It's really awesome. I'm glad you came down. Hi guys. And in the it's a small world after all department, it's a small world after all. I probably shouldn't do that to you because it'll be stuck in your brain for the next 36 hours. I saw a guy with a shirt that said, I'll be your Jedi on it. And it rang a bell with me in my head someplace. And I looked a little closer and I saw the logo for Star Wars Celebration Anaheim. And I asked him if he'd been there. And he said, yeah, he had. And, you know, <laughs> what are the chances? Uh, so I said, yeah, I was there too. And I got to asking him what he had been doing there and what he was doing at Toys R Us that night. Hi, I'm Hi. Alan. Uh, I just put I just put a uh, Tie Fighter in the man's hand, so it's kind of hard to shake. <laughs> it's all right. It's okay. What's your name? Mike. Hi, Mike. What's um What stand did you have there? Uh, we had 
more collectible, a lot of vintage, mm -hmm. and uh, it was a great time. It was actually my first celebration. Mine too, yeah. How'd and, you like it? Uh, it was something really different. It was fun. Mm -hmm. It was... I, I do Comic-Cons, and okay. let me tell you something. I'll do I'll do a celebration over a Comic Con any day. Okay, yeah. Star Wars is the whole thing. I love Star Wars and it brings back childhood memories. Right, definitely. So are you here buying to to resell, or are you just buying for your own personal? I'm joy? buying for my own personal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. So this is. This, this excites me. It does, yeah. This is like Christmas early. It is, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I do feel that way too. Absolutely. Okay, so let's get to the other important business of the night, which is the fact that now that we have all these new toys released, they often come with descriptions that give us a little additional insight into The Force Awakens and various characters and situations. And based on the uh, limited supply at the Toys R Us that I went to on Force Friday, this is a little bit of what I can tell you. First of all, we have action figures for Rey and Finn that say they are Starkiller base versions of their action figures. So we all knew that Rey and Finn were going to get off Jakku at some point, and it was always a question of, well, where would they go? And in that little brief teaser that we got on Instagram not too long ago, we saw Rey on a planet that looked kind of grassy, and so we knew that much at least, but now we've got official confirmation that they are off on the Starkiller base planet, which appears to be that very snowy planet that we see all of those First Order troops amassed in the trailer for The Force Awakens. And speaking of what appears where, the Lego boxes seem to be giving us a bit of a clue about things, but not really sure how to read the clue. For example, Poe Dameron's Black Squadron X-Wing fighter is pictured above a snowy landscape, and the other vehicles from the First Order, i.e. Kylo Ren's command shuttle and the First Order transporter, are shown in foresty spaces, or at least with foresty backgrounds. So that might give us an idea of of where some of the action is happening and who's involved in it. Also, something that was particularly interesting, I thought, had to do with the TIE Fighter description, the one for the First Order. And one of the key things that it mentions is that the Elite TIE Fighter has two-person seating in it. That's a first for a TIE Fighter, two people seating. And I think that may answer a lot of questions about how Poe and Finn end up together on, or at least end up anywhere in each other's company on Jakku. And we've discussed on the podcast how in the behind the scenes reel from San Diego Comic-Con at the uh, Stormtrooper marching Poe Dameron down a corridor may in fact be uh, uh, <laughs> John Boyega inside the Stormtrooper uniform. And when they show on the databank at StarWars.com the picture of the uh, First Order uh, Special Forces TIE Fighter, they show the scene from the second trailer where the TIE Fighter is shooting up the launch bay in the uh, with all the other stormtroopers flying around, with the uh, implication being that that is one of the uh, two-seaters that's blasting the heck out of everything, which then may be, well be the one that crash lands on Jakku. So, you know, maybe there's a piece or three being put together as part of all of this. And character-wise... We've got a couple of new folks involved as well. Um, one named Unkar's Thug, which presumes that there must be a character named Unkar <laughs> involved in here somewhere. Uh, this is somebody on Jakku. Also, Tasu Leech, presumably also on Jakku because uh, Tasu is part of the Force, um, the Millennium Falcon Force Awakens version um, uh, Lego set. 
and also a Kanja Club gang member. And I guess I have to uh, apologize to the people listening in on the live stream for my uh, couple of jokes relating Kanja Club to Culture Club, the 1980s band fronted by Boy George, because it sounded very similar to me. And so um, hopefully you enjoyed me singing Miss You Blind and Karma Chameleon on the live stream. But anyway, um, one other thing also that I wanted to share with you. Yes, I have it now. It's another character revealed, Constable Zuvio, who is described as a vigilant law officer on a mostly lawless world, a tough and humorless person keeping order in a frontier trading post, which seems to imply this is another character from Jakku as well. So that is almost going to do it for us here, with the exception of trivia, which we'll have on the other side of the break, as well as a last bit about Finn, because... All of the characters that got the three and three quarter inch action figures have a little description of them on the backs of their cards and nothing was too particularly revealing, but I thought the one for Finn was worth remarking upon. Hang on. Hey Rebel Rouser, have you tried the special from Audible that we have at sw7x7.com audible? You get a free 30 day trial and free first book to check out. I listened to Star Wars A New Dawn by John Jackson Milliner. It was pretty awesome that way. If you're already checking out the podcast on your earbuds, why not check out a book as well? Go to sw7x7.com slash audible for your free 30-day trial and your free first book. You knew I wouldn't forget about the trivia question, right? And what precisely am I supposed to know? Last time we asked you who ordered R2-D2 to lend his assistance in unlocking the doors of the Endor bunker, and that was Princess Leia. Today's question, how many guards carried away the lifeless body of poor Captain Nita? And uh, as for that other promise I made you, here is the character description of Finn on the back of his action figure card. Quote, a trained warrior desperate to escape his past, Finn is plunged into adventure as his conscience drives him down a heroic but dangerous path. So that definitely puts into context that moment in the trailer where he pulls off his helmet and he's breathing heavy and doesn't seem to look like he's enjoyed whatever it is he's been in the middle of. I think... This is just going to get more exciting, don't you? We're not quite under 100 days yet, but we're getting there, and there's so much more that we have to share with you, and that's been going on. All of the books to the Journey to the Force Awakens have dropped as of today, including Aftermath by Chuck Wendig, and we've got a lot to learn from that. So time to start boning up. (laughs) Stick with us, and we will keep you up to date on everything in the new canon here at Star Wars 7x7. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you get captured on Geonosis, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And we'd be spectacularly grateful if you put a little something in the tip jar at patreon.com slash SW7x7. It's not a separatist trick, it's Destiny Unleashed. podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, and all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the Force be with them. All original content is copyright 2015 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it! Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.